My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Hi friends, welcome to Why Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi! And we just watched Silence of the Lambs. This isn't one we had to wait a couple days for. Got right into this shit. Mm -hmm. I have to admit though, I did not want to watch this movie tonight. Why? I wanted to watch something funny. Because we just watched like Memento last night. And that wasn't funny at all and I had to think about it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to think again. I just kind of wanted to watch, like, Big Daddy or something tonight. You know, you run this podcast. You didn't have to watch it tonight. We don't have a whole lot of days we can do this on. This is pretty much it for us. But despite how great this movie is, it is not very funny. (laughs) Of course it's not funny. It's a horror movie. But I'm glad we watched it. I had a good time. It's something. You pick next. Yeah, I like this whole thing was our viewer's choice or whatever, listener's choice. Like, I feel like someone else should pick the rom com, the rom com. But like, do we have any other like f- big fans? I don't know. We can discuss it off okay. air, but I'm open to it. I got to say, though, I'm kind of excited to start picking again. Good. I mean. It's your podcast once again. Like, one thing all the listener picks had in common is that they're all objectively good movies. Yeah, they were good. We've covered multiple Academy Award winners, and I really just need to see a guy, like, play a saxophone next to a bonfire on a beach while motorcycle riding vampires terrorize a town. What? Or, like, a tire that kills people. Maybe you should just um take some notes from our listeners. Um, They want fucking good movies, man, and you pick shit. I think it's been too long. I think you and the listeners have been spoiled. So I, now I have to watch a bunch of shit movies? They're not going to be shit. They're going to be good in their own Go way. On. So lots of people in this movie that everyone knows. Um, Let's just go through some of them. Anthony Hopkins plays Hannibal Lecter. He is most well-known for his role as Hannibal Lecter, (laughs) but he's been in about 2,000 movies because he's been, his first film was in 1967. Oh, wow. So he's been in so many movies, and I'm not even going to begin to list them. Thanks. Jodie Foster is Clarice Starling. She, too, is probably most well-known for this, for this role, Clarice. Really? I would think so. What do you think of her? First thing you think of when you think of Jodie Foster. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's this. When I was looking at the cast, I was going to say my favorite one of her movies is probably Taxi Driver, where she's like a child and she plays a prostitute. Mm. Never seen it. I think we watched it recently. Oh my God. Why do you always do that? I'm sorry. 
but I think this is my favorite movie with her in it. So, Buffalo Bill is played by Ted Levine, who was in another one of my absolute favorite movies ever, Shutter Island. I do like that one. We, See, I remember that one. I'm going to decide if Shutter Island is a fucking horror movie or not. And if it is, we are going to watch that movie on this podcast. We need a little Leonardo DiCaprio in our lives. I love him. My favorite credit we've ever done on this podcast is this one. Frank Seals Jr., he is credited as brooding psychopath. <laughs> he, he's one of the guys in the jail. He has a total of four acting credits on IMDb, and they're all hilarious like that. He was in Passed Away as Flower Delivery Man. Mm-hmm. He was in Criminal Justice as Homeless Man in Bullpen. And he was in Gung Ho as Umpire. Wow. So he's never gotten a name. In all of his movies. Yeah, all that, of them that, are like that. That's all four of his movies, including this one. So shall we get on with the movie? Yeah. Okay. We start out in the woods near Quantico, Virginia, where Clarice is completing an FBI obstacle course. Mm-hmm. I've only ever done two obstacle courses in my life. And like growing up and watching TV in the late 80s and early 90s, I thought you were going to have so many opportunities to do obstacle courses. <laughs> yeah, they were Because they were on TV. every fucking TV yeah. show. Like, if you watch Nickelodeon, you're like, yes, obstacle courses are going to be part of my life forever. Mm-hmm. They're not. No. I did one at camp on a school field trip, and I did one in school, maybe two in school, but it was the same opt- obstacle course two years. So uh, maybe, maybe we'll say I did three obstacle courses. Why did they build these giant obstacle courses at our local school and they won't let any of the kids use it? I don't know. We have a massive obstacle course at our school. Like, massive. Like, it's like three stories tall and I've never seen anybody use it. I don't know if they They're do. not allowed. They're not allowed? Insurance? Maybe? That's I don't so know. fucking weird. Every, like, all of, the, all of the dance moms are like, no, they're, they're not allowed to use it. That's so fucking classic where we live. Yeah. Waste thousands of dollars on this and yeah, don't use just, it. Just fucking typical. They really make it a point to show you how small Clarice is in this movie. Yes, yeah, she is. Very how much small. smaller than everyone mm-hmm. she is. She gets in an elevator that is just full of dudes that are a foot, a foot and a half taller yeah. than her. Even um, the receptionist, you said. Yeah, like she was like a secretary or something walking down the hall is way fucking taller than mm-hmm. her. She's smaller than every single person she meets in this movie. And they make it a point to show that. Is she a small person, or did they make her look smaller? I don't know. I'm, I mean, she's probably pretty small. We can find out. Jodie Foster is five foot three, so she's an inch shorter than you. Mm-hmm. And you're pretty small. You're smaller than most men, probably. Especially most men? Well, yeah. Well, most people she interacted with in this movie were men. Yeah. Which they kind of made a point about that, too. Mm-hmm. Very gross scene here as she's looking over a bulletin board of skinned human bodies. It's pretty gross. Sets the tone well, though. And it turns out Clarice is a cadet. She's just in training. Mm-hmm. That's why she was doing the obstacle course, which I kind of thought when it started, but I was like, well, why is, why are they calling her to the office to do some shit? No, she is just a cadet. Uh, she's apparently going on an errand, they call it. This is a hell of an errand. Yeah. This seems. It also seems like something that absolutely would not happen in real life. No, not a chance. They, they basically grab an intern 
to talk to the one guy that won't talk to anyone else. Mm -hmm. They're really putting a lot of eggs in her basket as someone that has not gotten out of the academy yet. But also they're using her the whole time, which if you're going to use someone, it's going to be someone who don't know shit. And somebody that is trying to climb the ladder. Who would do anything to get anything in their foot in the door. Plus the, the director guy seems to know her already. They already have a relationship, so he already knows how smart she is. Mm-hmm. And of course, the guy that is running the asylum she sent to is trying to fuck her. I hate dudes so much. <laughs> Me too. They're the fucking worst. <laughs> they made. They also made a point to show all the guys like ogling her. Yeah, eye fucking her the whole movie, the whole time. Everywhere she went. She is turning around and looking at her. She has sexualized the entire movie. Yes. And she wears literally nothing that would be sexually appealing. Because that's not what it's about. Right. So he goes over a list of rules and shows her a picture of what he did to a nurse. I wish they would have shown us the picture of what he did to the nurse. They showed us every other fucking picture that there is. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they didn't show us. I don't know. Apparently it was supposed to be so bad that they couldn't even show us. Oh, yeah. You're right. It was probably very gruesome. Hannibal Lecter is essentially kept in a bubble inside of a dungeon is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And it really gives off like the vibe that he's a super villain. Oh, yeah. Like that's the treatment that Batman villains get in Arkham Asylum. Mm -hmm. They get put in special bubbles because they're so, so bad. Mm -hmm. No one else is in a bubble. Can't give him anything but soft paper. Yeah. No one else is in a bubble. She walks by all those other guys that yeah, just regular have regular cells. Yep. Yeah. And he's in a well-lit glass container, mm-hmm. like a fucking bug. Yep. And I love him. I. It's so bad, because he is such a fucking monster in this movie. But you like him. You do like him, and you root for him yeah. all the time. Yeah. He's like, they did a great job building like the ultimate anti-hero. Because even like the things he does generally, they're not noble or anything. No. But, you but s- he is encouraging Clarice the whole time like to figure this out for herself. She keeps asking him for the answers and he's like, no, you're going to do it yourself. And he would give her hints mm-hmm. and help her. But he wanted her to do this. He's almost like a father figure to her. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. It is. And that's why the movie's so good. Because... What movie do we watch the other day? I'm like, oh, the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, there's no nuance whatsoever in this movie. This is the exact opposite of it. The whole movie's nuance. Mm-hmm. All of it. It's fucking awesome. But it, it's not so far out there that you can't get it. You know what I mean? It's not like up its own ass. Mm-hmm. It's accessible, but it's not surface level, the whole movie. He's fully in charge, though. He knows all of her tactics. He plays along and he critiques her. Mm-hmm. He's he's a teacher at this point, mm-hmm. which actually kind of lends credence to the idea that they knew what they were doing when they sent a student mm-hmm. because they knew he would teach the student. So like you said, they were using her, but they were also man- manipulating him. And he knew it. Yeah. He knew they were manipulating him because he said it was a good idea to send her. But he still played along. Mm-hmm. Hannibal tells Clarice her whole life, but he he was wrong. He was wrong about her life. 
he was close enough to right, but he like saying her dad was probably some coal miner mm-hmm. when really he was a cop. So he didn't actually get her completely right. right. But he got her close enough that it shook her. And then he relays the tale of the census taker. A census taker tried to question him one time. You know what he did? I know what he did. What'd he do? He ate his liver with some fava, fava beans and a nice... Chianti? Chianti. One of the... <laughs> there you go. Should we stop the podcast now? Yeah, we're done. Ben's right there. <laughs> I'm turned on. Shut up. Get a life. One of the most famous scenes of the 90s and in movie history. Yeah. And in my life. Yeah. Constant. Yeah. So much so that, like, it's almost like something that was passed down through generations. Yeah. I've only seen this movie once, but there's like three quotes in there that I've heard hundreds of times in my life. And that's another reason why this movie's so good because it is extremely quotable. Yeah. Everyone knows. Yeah. Everyone knows that quote. Everyone knows, well, hello, Clarice. Yeah. They all know that. Yeah. And most importantly, he did not fill out her questionnaire. No. Because she just wasn't good enough that time. Yeah. Miggs fucked up, though. Miggs is a prisoner. You know what Miggs did? I watched the movie. Yeah, I know what he did. He threw cum on her face. Yeah, it was disgusting. It also infuriated Hannibal. Yeah, he did not like the disrespect. He is, again, so likable. He's a fucking gentleman here. He is so angry about this. Yeah. I don't even know how he knew what happened because he can't see Migs. Right. So I have no clue how he knew that he threw cum on her face, but it really pissed him off. Mm-hmm. He is so enraged, he gives her a nugget of information. Miss Moffat. Yep. An old patient. So then we get a flashback. That's when we find out Hannibal was wrong. Her dad was a cop, not a coal miner. Yep. And then we find out... Hannibal talked Miggs into biting off his own tongue and swallowing it, Mm -hmm. choking him. He died. He'd been whispering to him all day. Yeah. I'm not counting that as a kill, though, because we didn't see the body or anything. Okay. So it does not count. In fact, I have seven kills, which includes the ambulance crew. We didn't see their bodies, but they were killed by him. Mm -hmm. Like, literally killed by him. Not. I suggest you kill yourself by him. No boobs, no jump scares. Rated R, 117 minutes long feel better yes but it turns out miss muffet wasn't a patient it was an alias which was why he spelled it also because it was also a what is it called an anagram sort of it was everything together was an anagram the alias rented a storage unit at yourself storage so I forget what the anagram shit. I should have written it down. I forget what I forget what it was. It was like you missed this piece or something. You missed this part, something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. But Clarice is a genius for figuring it out. Yeah. Because she knew he wouldn't talk like that. He wouldn't say yourself to her. Nope. Because he's too smart, too classy. She is. And a, she's also smart. She's a fucking whiz kid. The unit is filled with just an overwhelming amount of junk. Hobby horses, vehicles, heads in jars. Just all kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. So he said he doesn't keep souvenirs, but I think some of this stuff was souvenirs. There had to be some souvenirs in there. Yeah, why why else would he... Keep the head? Or why else would he have that whole storage? 
I think building. I think the point of having the storage unit was for him to say you didn't fucking figure everything out. I think it was just ego and him being smarter than everyone else. Mm-hmm. That's why it was the anagram of you didn't get this piece or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it was. So she goes back to the doctor. She can't stay away from him now. She's obsessed with the doctor and he's obsessed with her. That's the point. I wouldn't say obsessed. She's intrigued at this point. Okay. And they start talking a lot of personal shit. He's like this masterful brain, just brilliant, cunning, and like weirdly chivalrous. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did talk to that guy to kill himself after he threw cum on her. Yeah, and he kind of told her that. Yeah. And he's like, I don't even want to say he's polite because he kind of isn't. I don't know. I don't know why I like this guy. And it annoys me that they built a character that you absolutely should hate, but you don't, which is why it's a great movie. Because they can't even, I can't even fucking hate this guy that I don't want to like. <laughs> like, how dare you? That's rude. How dare you manipulate my emotions? Yeah, that's what they did. They manipulated me like he manipulates her. Yeah, they did. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. I'm going to bitch him on and take it up the tailpipe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've been here before. You've been where? That's the other part of the quote. Oh. 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 No, the other guy says, you've been here before. I know, you were supposed to say it, but you didn't. Well, I didn't know we were going to fucking quote the entire movie of Liar Liar. I thought we were doing this podcast. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's a a rom-com, I guess. I'll put it on my list. Is it a rom-com? There's very light on the rom. A little bit. Well, sometimes I'm really light on the com. Okay. I mean, it's your movie. You can pick whatever you want. Oh, my God. Go home. He's trying to make a deal. He just wants a room with a view. He'll help catch Buffalo Bill, and he gets a nicer cell. That seems reasonable. And then the quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. Yes. But we cut away from that. We're in a car now, and fucking American Girl from Tom Petty is playing. That is my favorite Tom Petty song. Is it? Yeah. God, it's so painful. Something that's so close. But still, so far out of reach. Stop. Oh, yeah. Please stop. All right. Help. The all right was me stopping. You said stop. I said all right. Thanks. Take it easy, baby. Oh, my God. Sadly, it's a soundtrack to a kidnapping. So that's a bummer. But anytime Tom Petty's in anything, I'm fucking happy about it. God rest his soul. What a performer. What a songwriter. What a man. What? I was about to sing that song, too, on the podcast. This, too, is an oddly brilliant, like, kidnapping plot. Yeah. This motherfucker takes a couch as bait. A whole-ass couch. Mm-hmm. Like. And just trying to get a girl to help and make her feel... Strong and helpful, yeah. like she's doing a good deed. He's a cast on his hand. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. That is next level planning. Well, he's a professional. Yeah, obviously. He's getting good at it. They said that. And that's the girl that ends up in the water. Starling has to go to West Virginia. Sad homecoming for her because that's where she's from. 
because they got a Buffalo Bill situation. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to call him Buffalo Bob, and it's really, I'm struggling. Was there a Buffalo Bob in some other movie or There something? had to have been. I don't know what it is, but I keep trying to call him Buffalo Bob, and I don't fucking like it. Sorry. We did count this as a death. We did sort of see her body. Okay. And. Well, there's no way. You count them. I don't. Okay. Well, I said we saw her body. We both saw it. You said we did count this as a death. I counted this as a death on my own with a pen on a yellow legal pad all by myself. Jesus Christ. He wasn't there either. It was only me. And this is another scene where Clarice just gets eye fucked by every police officer in the city, mm-hmm. in the town. Every single one of them is like, oh, I'd like me a piece of that ass. Not one. Not one of them is not a pig. Every single one of them is a scuzzball. Mm-hmm. So fucking gross. It never fucking ends in this movie. Eve, jump ahead a little bit. Even the end, like the end end before she takes that phone call. Yeah, the way he clasped her hand. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to get out of here. I'm not really good at these things. He wanted her to go with. Yeah. That was like when What's-His-Dick in Black Swan was like, why don't you come home with me? Yeah, Same fucking it's thing. It's constant. In this Every movie. single person wants to fuck this woman. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. At the funeral, though, Clarice has another flashback. This is how we know her father died. They put like a lot. There's so many storylines in this movie. You get it's real deep. Her backstory, her current career aspirations. You get the separate Hannibal Lecter backstory. And you get the Buffalo Bill storyline. Mm-hmm. There's so many fucking storylines in this movie. And it's not confusing at all. No, it's not. Never. It's never confusing, even though they're doing so much. Yeah, it, even with flashbacks and stuff, because, you know, I don't do well with that. But it it was natural and easy and easy to follow. Yeah, it's it's a fucking masterpiece. It really is. Mm-hmm. Clarice was not thrilled about going over the dead body. It was fucking grossing her out. Yeah. But even even through all that, she finds something that everyone else overlooked. A fucking cocoon in her throat. Mm-hmm. They all put the the smelly stuff under their nose, except for the one guy that unzipped the bag. He was like, no, I'm raw dogging it. Yeah. I got this. Yeah, he's a real fucking weirdo. <laughs> he, he's the one you got to watch out for. He's the one that also kills people, too. Yeah. She also noticed that the skin was cut differently. Mm-hmm. which would come in handy later when she's looking at those dresses and she's like, yep. fuck. She then took the cocoon to some bug guy she knows that that also want to fuck her, but not, they're not creepy about it. Like the cross-eyed guy, yeah. he like wants to date her. He wasn't, he was very straightforward. Yeah, and he was normal. She said, are you hitting on me? He's like, yeah, I am. Even for being like, they're supposed to be fucking weirdos and bug dorks, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be like, oh, look at these fucking losers, even though they're PhDs. Mm -hmm. He wasn't like the other guys. Like, it's fine to, like, try to ask a girl out. What the other guys were doing was gross. Mm -hmm. He was, A, kicking way past his coverage. Like, he is far below her league yeah so he's just taking a shot shooting a shot and he was cool about it he's the only one in this movie that he was was more like he was straightforward and more abrasive than the rest of them but because he did it so like yes i'm hitting on you you want to go out like and not "Mm," you know as you walk past like it made it better and also i think he just likes her like it doesn't have anything to do with like 
it's gross when you're doing it sneakily and yeah well and it's also like the intention i think he they know each other that this isn't they have like a friendly relationship otherwise and he's just asking a girl he knows out yeah whereas those other guys are like i just want to fuck her or even just fucking grope her (laughs) like they (laughs) yeah so so that was a little bit different Mm -hmm. and she you could tell that she wasn't offended by it too, because she reacted differently mm, to yeah, his she was, advances yeah, she was than smiling everyone and else's everything. advances. Yep. But she took it to these guys that she knows, um, which seems probably not like a thing you're allowed to do too, because that's evidence. Right, yeah. And you they can't... destroyed it. <laughs> yeah, you can't just take that anywhere you want. <laughs> but again, they get a clue out of it. So it's Especially a good thing since she she's did. just a cadet. Like yeah. she wasn't even like a real FBI agent. Why she why she, she got it? She was an FBI agent. And it expired in seven days mm-hmm. from the time she met Hannibal Lecter. That's all she had. So they did find a clue, though. The bugs only come from Asia and would need to be imported. Mm-hmm. This is both a good and a bad clue. A, it is really in his nature, this bug thing. Mm-hmm. He fucking loves these bugs. And it is a clue to why he's doing what he's doing. But also the fact that they had to be imported and everything was a way to throw law enforcement off yes because it sent them to that empty fucking house later yep. on and he's caught himself another girl and we find out she's the daughter of a senator so that makes it priority one that's bad luck yep you don't want to do something like that because nothing gets shit done faster than when it affects some scumball dipshit politician mm-hmm. then that's when the wheels of justice really start turning it's one thing when they were all runaways and shit or some small town fat girl, as they pretty much described her all throughout the fucking movie. It's another thing when you take a senator's daughter. Except COVID, because even though Trump got COVID and he got the mm. shots, it still didn't get the Republicans moving on. No. <laughs> no. He, he's gotten like, he gets the shot when he wakes up every morning. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. no. No, they're he like, didn't. They're like, no, you tell us the truth about everything and lie about this. The one thing he tells the truth about. Uh-huh. They're like, no way. Oh, can't do that. We're Sorry. Gonna offend some of our more conservative listeners. Sorry. If they exist at this point. In the <laughs> I highly podcast. doubt it. They are long gone. Impossible. We got rid of them in like episode 12. So we're back with Hannibal. Um, he's gotten his deal. The offer is from the senator, and it's even more luxurious. He gets to walk on Anthrax Beach, as he calls it, mm-hmm. once a year. He can swim in the ocean with the fucking poison animals. It's non negotiable. So what does he do? Negotiate. He negotiates with Clarice personally for information oh, about now herself. Oh, now the quid pro quo. Yeah, this probably is the first part of the quid, the quid pro quo. Yeah, he says those words when he gets the offer. Yeah. I thought that that was the last visit, but I don't have the notes. You have the notes. So we find out her mother died young and her father was murdered by burglars. And then she went to live on a farm with her uncle. Yeah. Lecter nails it. He knows Buffalo Bill is trying to change. And this is where there was a little controversy controversy from like the transgender community when this came out. And honestly, it's the early 90s. And I thought this could have easily been really transphobic. It wasn't though, yeah. No, how they went. But they go like out of their way to explain transsexuals aren't actually a threat. Like she starts going into the... The studies and the statistics from the FBI, mm-hmm. and he makes it clear that Buffalo Bill isn't really transsexual. Yep, he just thinks he is. Yeah, 
But he actually just hates himself. And that even his mental abuses that have led him, led him to this were systemic abuses, like him being denied gender reassignment surgery and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I could see how if you didn't really focus on the movie and you saw it, you could be like, well, here they go, fucking attacking transgender people. And a lot of movies back then probably would have. Yeah. But this one really didn't. No, they, they really didn't. Kudos to them for not taking the easy way. Because back then, it would have been the easy way. Mm-hmm. And no one would have said a fucking word about it. No one would have cared at all. Nope. And this movie would be one of those movies you're like, oh, yeah, but it ages really poorly. Like Ace Ventura is getting that treatment now. Because um, when he kisses, after he finds out he kisses her. And, and he thinks it's all gross and he's every, chewing all the gum. Everybody's throwing up in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That is fucking kind of problematic. Right. It really, but back then. But back then it wasn't shit. Nobody cared. Nope. But when you know better, you do better. Yes. And they, that, they wouldn't do that now. No. He wouldn't do that now. No. But yeah, kudos to them for fucking not taking the easy way out. Mm-hmm. But it's time to choose. Rub the lotion on the skin or it gets the hose again. That's another one of those quotable yep. things. Yes, sir. <laughs> it is so weird to me that this scene is kind of like a meme now. This is something everybody says with or without context, yep. whatever. This is just something. People who've never even seen this movie will say this. Yes. It's just something that you will hear. This scene's fucking terrifying. Still, in this movie, watching it, knowing that people say that as a fucking joke all the time, mm-hmm. it is so terrifying. Yeah. It's as scary as any scene. Like, there's no jump scares or anything, but it's so tense and horrifying. When yeah. she sees the fucking fingernail on the wall. The agony and the the terror that she's in, like, you, you like, being in this hole, like, you... Yeah, you yeah. feel it. And, she, and she's... <laughs> knowing sw- she's gonna die. And she's screaming, and he... And his fucking mockery of her. It's it's fucking horrifying. Yeah. It is it is as scary as any scene in any movie. Mm-hmm. So the scuzzball doctor has made his own deal. The, the proof that there's no justice in this world is that that guy makes it through this fucking movie. That fucking doctor that runs that asylum mm-hmm. who you're hoping they kill, who Hannibal kills, doesn't get it. I wanted him to kill him with the pen. No, yeah, me too, but he needed that pen. He didn't actually need the pen. He just needed a couple pieces of the pen. We also find out there was never a deal. Yeah, that sucks. And it sucks for, for Clarice too because she didn't know. And oh, she did They've know. been using her the whole she time. She admits she knew. Did she? She's the one that added the island thing to it. Oh. So she did know, which both, I think, annoyed but also impressed Hannibal Lecter because when he when she hands him the thing and she's he starts the quid pro quo thing, he says, and don't lie because I know if you are. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't prob- know. Either he didn't know. You can look at it two ways. He didn't know and she got the best of him. Which impressed him. Or he did know and he wanted to help her anyway. Mm-hmm. You're right. So take that however you want to. I tend to think he just didn't know. But even right, like when I said that, I'm like, I don't know. I think he probably did. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> because 
he's making fun of the island. He's like making fun of the deal mm-hmm. to her, which kind of leads me to believe he did know. And he was making fun of it like, yeah, fuck you. I mean, honestly, it was the quid pro quo thing that got him the most because he wanted to hear that pain that and her t- to tell her story. And you could tell he was that was that got him. Mm-hmm. And he had a real connection with her. Mm-hmm. Also, the deal didn't matter that much because in- his intention was always to escape. Mm hmm. He he wasn't going anywhere. No. All he needed All he needed was out of that hole. Yes. His intention was always to escape. It didn't matter what deal they presented. Yeah. If he could get out of there, he had a chance to escape. Yep. So now Hannibal Lecter is going to Memphis, um, which takes the case away from Clarice, which I don't think he's very happy about. No. Because he wants Clarice. But the good doctor has seen the misplace his pen. That might be a problem. He's not listening to his own rules. No. Apparently, Buffalo Bill is a guy named Lewis Friend, and he's spilling the beans. Did we ever figure out what that anagram was? Yeah, she says it, but again, I forget. forgot. I okay. forgot. Oh, yes, I do remember. It's, oh, we'll get there. Okay. <clears throat> Lecter is like such a weirdo. He's asking the senator about her nipples, Mm-hmm. which is so fucking weird. But again, she's a fucking politician, so I don't care about her discomfort. Right. That's an, that's like another thing they do. When he does this shitty stuff, it's generally to people that are shitty too. Mm-hmm. Like this lady's done nothing to prove that she's shitty, but she's a fucking Republican <laughs> senator. She's awful. She's the worst. <laughs> yeah. She's out there fighting against abortions and shit. So fuck yep. her. She only cared when it was her kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. It was only an issue when it's her kid. They pull the rug out from under Lecter, though. Um, they're sending him back, but they can't send him right back. There's a little layover. They have like a cage on the top floor of some hotel. In his defense, though, he did tell her without her signing the paper because he knew that it was horseshit. Yeah, because again, she's a fucking politician. Mm-hmm. Clarice is going to meet him. At this point, she's infatuated with him too. She wants to solve the case, but there's also something she's, between them yes. and they both fucking know it. She's too close to figuring it out, and she's too dedicated to mm-hmm. the case. And Clar- like I said, Clarice also knows his name isn't Lewis Friend because she's doing anagrams in the fucking elevator on her way up. Yep. Because she's brilliant. And that's his real prize, is doing this puzzle with her. Mm-hmm. Her specifically. Yeah, all of that. Watching her try to figure him out and succeeding. He's getting off on it. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's a mentor to her. He's also using her. Because everyone's using everyone in this movie mm-hmm. to get out of that fucking hole, which success. So the quid pro quo is he gets to escape, she gets to kill her. Yep. That's the real quid pro quo. Pay to play. So Lewis Friend is an anagram for the chemi- or the chemical compound, the molecular compound, the molecular makeup of fool's gold. Pyrite. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh. Why? Did I miss? Why? How did I miss all of this? I have no clue. <laughs> she literally said it. Maybe it was when I was doing my ears. <laughs> I don't know, man. But yeah, fool's gold because it looks real, but it's not. Yep. He still wants his quid pro quo, though. Why did she leave the ranch? She ran away because they were slaughtering the lambs. She got away with a lamb, but she couldn't keep it. 
She ended up getting sent to an orphanage and never saw the ranch again. Mm-hmm. What'd they do to the lamb? Killed him. Killed it. She has nightmares about the lambs. She's an FBI agent to save people. She wants to save people to silence the lambs. Dun, dun, dun. I like it. I never, um, the few times I saw it, I never really got why it was significant or whatever. I was like, that's a weird name for the movie. And why the is there lambs? a moth? Yeah. I'm like, that's a weird name for the movie. And why is there a moth on the cover? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? And I mean, I understood it when I watched the movie, but it hit a little bit better tonight than it did when I was 12. Yeah, I was a child when I watched it. Um, most of the stuff went over my head. I obviously didn't even know that that was cum that he threw at her. Like, <laughs> you didn't know. Very cum? young when I watched it, my mom wasn't the best. <laughs> you didn't even know cum was a thing when you watched. No, this movie. I definitely did not. I did you not fucking threw boogers at her. Probably spit or pee. I don't even know what. Mm-mm. I was just a baby. <laughs> so Doctor Chilton is here before Hannibal Lecter can tell her. And Hannibal Lecter acts like he's not going to tell her, but he does give her a file back. And I wonder what's in that file. I knew he wrote in it with that pin that he wasn't supposed to have. <laughs> First, back to Hannibal Lecter, though. He's made um, drawings of Clarice. And she brought those drawings back, so he made them prior, I think, to when he was in there. I don't know if he drew them there, or if they were in the bundle she brought back. Because he's clearly in love with her and infatuated with her. Mm-hmm. Well, if he drew them before, it had to have only been between the first and second visit. Because they took all of his shit after he made that guy right. kill himself. And again, unlike most other people in this movie, like he does want her. Mm-hmm. And he does love her. But it's not for her body, it's for her mind. Yep. That can so, be intense. Hmm? That can be intense, though. Like, you can... When you find somebody who... You and I are like that. We have very... Uh, I wouldn't even say similar, because our brains are not similar. Mm-mm. But the parts that, like, I lack on you are more strong and the parts that you you lack on are more strong and we, we complement each other and we can go back and forth all day long in our conversations. And boy, do we. It, we, it, we, it never stops. Like, I mean, how many years has it been? <laughs> like, we're going on like 19 years. We and, should have run out of things to talk about. But no, like when you find someone who can stimulate your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he has something in his mouth which I'm assuming is part of the pen because it was gold. The pen was gold. I mm-hmm. think that's why. So you would know exactly what it was. And it's lock picking time. He's very sneaky in how he... Yeah, he's he's a, he's a brilliant man. Yeah. I think police handcuffs are really easy to pick the locks of too. Like there's one key for all of them mm-hmm. so everybody can use them. So I think by design, they're kind of shitty. You would think they'd work on that somehow. But he's free. One cop is beaten to death, and another is missing a chunk of his face. Yeah, he bit him. He bit him hard. The other cop was seemingly seemingly alive, but Hannibal has stolen a pocket knife. Yeah. I don't know why the police officer even had a pocket knife. It's a weird... And it flew out of his pocket. Yeah, but he needed it. I mean, that's... 
very fortuitous for the good doctor. Elevator stops on three. The cops are so worried. They're terrified right now. So they've round up all the troops, and they're going to see what the fuck's going on. They do find some something good, though. Um, Officer Pembry is still alive-ish. That's, that's positive. Mm-hmm. And Hannibal has made Boyle into a work of art. Do you remember what you said when they opened I that said door? that was beautiful. And you meant it. <laughs> you said it. Listen. It was not a little bit. There's a little bit of crazy in there. It okay? was not cynical whatsoever. <laughs> it was an accident. It was not ironic. You fucking meant it. You wrote it down. I did. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I actually did not write it down. I just remembered it. I wrote, I wrote they made him into a work of art. And then we went from there. I'm sorry. It's fine. But if you ever fucking find me hung up in the sheets. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. You know who did it. It wasn't me. Just kidding, though. Pembry is dead and Hannibal switched bodies. Okay. Pause. How did... Okay. He cut his face off. I get that. Um, he shot the shot so that the people would hear it. That yes. He wanted them to come up and save him slash Pemberton or whatever. How did he get him on top of the elevator but also make the elevator go up and down well i don't think he made it go up it went up to the to the fifth floor well i think it was already on the fifth floor wasn't it no they watched it go up to the fifth floor and then go back down to the third floor and somehow they were on the second floor okay so what what happened was he called the elevator to the fifth floor how did he get to the fifth that's where he was Oh, he was on the fifth. That was that, yeah. That was the top floor. Was that penthouse with the cell in it? Okay. So he was on the fifth floor. He called it up. He called it up. And they, that's when they started watching. Like, oh fuck. Yes. Why did he call an elevator up here? He sent it down to the third floor, kept the doors open, and just threw the fucking body onto the top of the elevator. How did he get it? Oh, because he went in, pushed the third button. Yes. And, okay. Got gotcha. out. Kept the doors open or pried them back open. Right. Like I, I understood when they said the shots were fired. Like he fired that shot. He wanted them to hear it. Yes. And then he called the elevator, mm-hmm. went in, pushed the third floor button, went out, kept the doors open or pried them open, yep. threw the body down. And switched. Faces. Faces and clothes. clothes and everything. Yes. This is one of the greatest swerves in the history of movies. Yeah, it's so good. You've seen this movie. And I still was like, ah! You gasped and shot up out of the fucking bed uh-huh. when you realized what was going on. I saw this and I knew before... He popped up, but I had also forgotten. Like, when they were still in there, by the time they were in the elevator, I was like, oh, yeah, when you were like, wait, why is there blood on there? What's, what's, and I would not say a word. Mm-hmm. I was like, looking at my phone, you're like, are you mad at me? I'm like, no. <laughs> but I wouldn't say a word because once they were in the elevator, I remembered. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember when he came back to life, but I remembered once they were in the elevator, it was him. And you... I'm impressed he was able to successfully pull off Faking a grandma seizure. Well, he's a fucking doctor, at least. Yeah. So. But yeah. Even also, I've... they had to have been pumping him full of fucking meds. They, I mean, they started the IV and everything. So, like, he was uh, under some, at least, pain meds. Oh, that's fine. Probably needed them. But I'm just saying, it impairs your judgment. Right. 
The key to the whole thing is in the notes, though, just like we imagined the case file. Mm-hmm. He does not give a name. He still does not. He may not even know. Technically, he doesn't probably know the name. Yeah. He probably has never met the guy. But he did know to go to that town in Ohio. Mm-hmm. But he didn't write it in there. No. He's figured it out yourself, like always, which is awesome. Yep. And she does. You coat something you see all the time. So now Clarice is in Ohio talking to the parents of the first victim. And she found some photos in a music box. Just like almost not safe for work photos. You're just kind of pictures of that chick in her underwear. Mm-hmm. Which okay. someone took them. Yes. And then she goes into that other room and notices the dress alterations. And that's when she figures out what he's doing. Yep. And then she got a phone call. Yes. Supposedly, they know where he is and who he is. Mm-hmm. They're on their way to get him in Chicago, which is 400 miles away. Yeah, and there's no fucking way because he literally said he sees her every day. Yeah. And she was like, okay. Yeah. No. Nah. But not really because she's still investigating the case. She's trying to build a case, but I don't think she's totally convinced. She was ready to drop everything and go over there. Yeah, I guess. Cut back to Buffalo Bill. He's making himself pretty. But the girl, the first one to fight back, is setting a trap for Precious, mm-hmm. the doggy. I'm a huge fan of nipple piercings. Like, I've made this known. Yeah, I like nipple piercings. I like pierced nipples. You, you, you have? Yeah, I've said it a bunch of times to you, and I think I've said it on the podcast. Get yours piercing. No, I don't like them on me. I like them on other people. Well, not a fucking chance. So. I know. You know how I know? Because we've talked about this. <laughs> um, this guy's nipple piercing is fucking nauseating, though. I don't even know if I like <laughs> him at all anymore. When he was playing with his fucking nipple yeah. rings, I'm like, oh, oh, I want to throw up. She's fishing for Precious while he's tweaking his fucking nipple rings. And we get another one of the most famous scenes from a 90s movie. The tuck. The what? The tuck. When he puts his penis and balls between oh, his yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. legs. Which is also in Ace Ventura. Yeah, it's also in, uh, uh, is it Clerks 2? Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. He does it too. I pref- His is almost as good. Not quite though. Not quite as iconic. I'm also not sure why uh, Buffalo Bill has swastika blankets. Is he also a Nazi? I have no idea. Like what the fuck's that He's all He's crazy, so. <laughs> like they wouldn't like him. The Nazis wouldn't love him. No. So Clarice is still working the case just like our boss asked because she's a good little trooper. The FBI is at the door, but so is Clarice. And Catherine has Precious. Mm-hmm. And he's very flustered. Yes, this is the crescendo. That's important that she has Precious because it does throw him off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he wants information from her when he realizes that she may have information about the case. He's, once again, using her and yes. trying to find out if they are close to finding him or what they know. Do they have fingerprints? Yeah. yeah. So Catherine wants a phone and also Clarice is going to want a phone too. Because mm-hmm. she's in the home of the fucking killer. Everyone else in the whole FBI apparently is in fucking Chicago. Yep. No backup whatsoever for poor Clarice. No. Even though she says they'll be there soon in like two minutes. Yeah. In the killer's house alone. But Clarice figures it out because she sees the moth. Mm-hmm. She was already getting there, though. She's like, there's something weird about this fucking guy, for sure. If nothing else, he is a fucking weirdo and probably did something yeah, else. Yeah, the questions he was asking and the moth. 
The problem is, he knows she knows. So he grabs his gun and runs away. This whole entire scene, until the end, is extremely tense. It is. Like, you had your hand on your face. You were sitting up. Yeah. You were squeaking. You were going... Yeah, I look through my fingers. I still watch, but it, for some reason it doesn't hurt as much if I look through my fingers. Yeah, you were having a very hard time as she walked around this basement. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I need to do laundry tonight, but I'm not going down there. You also He's had down a, there. <laughs> you also had a pretty good point. A whole lot of fucking problems would be saved if this movie was made now and she just had a cell phone. Yeah. With GPS, she could call whoever she wanted immediately. Yeah. Just anything. She'd have a fucking flashlight when he turns out the lights. Yeah. Everything. Also, that's, that's got to be one of the largest basements on the planet. Yeah, it was big. There's a lot of rooms. It's very large. And there's a lot of junk and stuff for the type of preparation that he's been doing down there. Yeah. The basement's bigger than the house. Yeah, it really is. It is like six basements. Plenty of fucking basement. And then he cuts the lights, which cell phone would have come in handy. Mm-hmm. He has night vision on. I don't think that's how night vision works. Like, I think when they had the the night vision then, I don't know if it's the same now, but like the early night vision, I think that like works outside by collecting and focusing like ambient light from like the moon and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can just use it in a dark basement like that back then. I have no idea. I'm not sure. I might be we'll wrong on that. We'll have to look it up. If, fucking, if I'm wrong on that, let me know, and Carolyn will badger me about it for the rest of my life. Get a life. He's stalking her, but she hears the click of the gun, mm-hmm. and she shoots him so much. Yeah, she, she empties the, the whole gun. Yeah, and she reloads again. And then reloads it I, and is ready to go again. I thought she was going to start shooting him some more. Thank- Where did the light come from? Uh, she, hit a, he, she hit a window. Oh. He had the windows blacked out because it's a basement. Under- it's a basement, but like you know those windows way up high near okay. the ceiling. Yeah, she shot one of those that he had like painted black or something. She really did get his ass though. She saved the senator's daughter, who is apparently keeping the dog. Mm-hmm. Weird, because she's like making fun of it and shit. Yeah, she called it a little shit. Yeah. Saving a senator's daughter as a cadet has got to be a solid career move. Yeah. She's going right in the FBI. Yeah, right up to the top. And we're at that party now where we said the boss is clearly hinting around about fucking her. And she has a phone call. I don't know how this call got through. This is a weird call to get through. Because it's fucking Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. Overseas somewhere. And it w- he was on hold for a while. Yeah, he said, he said I won't be on long enough uh-huh. for you to trace it. He's been on hold for quite a while. Right. That whole fucking conversation she had with someone, then he was like, oh, yeah, don't forget about your phone call. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, they could have traced that. Yeah. And again, another quid pro quo. He's not going after her. He would expect her to extend the yeah, same courtesy said, to him. You know, I can't do that. Yeah, but he's not even in the country. So <laughs> he's clearly. And he, I immediately said, is there a sequel? Yeah. He's having an old friend of dinner. For, he's having an old friend for dinner. Yes, he is. Which perfectly leaves the door open for a sequel, of which there are three. Interesting. And two television series. I don't usually want to watch the sequels after a horror movie. So everybody, know, not everybody, but most people like know about that there's sequels. They Maybe not like that there's three of them or whatever, but they know that there's some sequels. Mm-hmm. 
there was actually a movie from 1986 that is the same as one of the sequels. I think the Red Dragon, I think, is a prequel. Okay. But it was made way after, so sequel. Mm-hmm. It's called um It's called Manhunter. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think it's the same as Red Dragon, which is one of the sequels. So technically, The Silence of the Lambs is the second movie to feature Hannibal Lecter. Oh. And it's this is easily the best one too. Like the Have sequels you seen are, all of them? Huh? Have you seen all of them? No, I definitely saw two of them. And they're not bad. They're not bad movies or anything like that, but it's really hard to make a movie this good. Mm-hmm. So this film has a 96% critic score and a 95% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. I am going to read the negative reviews of this film and immediately discount everything those people have said about fucking anything they've ever talked about. Because <laughs> are you, you got to be out of your fucking mind to give this a negative review. Yeah. You have to be just completely fucking nuts. The Silence of the Lambs made $272 million on a budget of $19 million. Nice. It was the fifth highest grossing film of 1991 worldwide. It was the third and last film to win the Academy Award in Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Actor, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. The top five categories. Only three other movies have done it, and none have done it since. Wow. It is also the only horror film to win Best Picture in history. Really? Yep. Wow. It is one of only six that have ever even been nominated in the category, including the last movie we covered, Black Swan. So we have covered two of the six movie horror movies that have been nominated for Best Picture in the Academy Awards. And they came from other people and not you. Yeah. Yeah, but other people wouldn't pick, like, fucking Manos Hands of Fate. Thank so- God. Some people would like having an eclectic husband. <laughs> Well, they can have you. I share. Yeah. Keep that in mind, ladies. (laughs) So it's obviously one of the best movies ever made in any genre. And objectively, it's the best movie we've watched for the podcast. Right? Yeah. This is the best movie we've watched. My best friend's going to love you said that. She picked the best movie of the whole podcast. We should surely thank her, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I will reward you with, with all the hundreds TikToks. of TikToks. <laughs> when you see at WBV Rich come up, there will be hundreds of TikToks. <laughs> Some of them I made. Most of them I did not. <laughs> so do you have anything else to add? Mm, no. All right. Then say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn. <laughs>